likely is it? I mean, is it extremely likely we're going to get a vaccine within a year or two? Uh, is it just more likely than not? Or is it kind of a long shot? Uh, it's definitely not a long shot, uh, Senator Romney. I would think that it is more likely than not that we will, because this is a virus that induces an immune response that people recover. The overwhelming majority of people recover from this virus. Although there is good morbidity and mortality at a level in certain populations, the very fact that the body is capable of spontaneously clearing the virus tells me that at least from a conceptual standpoint, we can stimulate the body with a vaccine that would induce a similar response. That was Romney, very excited about mandatory vaccines uh, from Utah, talking to Anthony Fauci. And Fauci admits that, no, we recover. (laughs) Not only do we recover, um, the vaccine that they want to produce would just simulate the same recovery that we already have. Did everybody get that? It, It simulates the exact thing our body's already doing, although circumventing in ways of what our own body can do. We would be interrupting the process of recovery with a vaccine because you're going to have vaccine injuries. And here he admits, Fauci admits, yeah, almost everyone recovers. They do it on their own. Then why do we need a vaccine? Think about that. Think about Fauci's own words as he tries to tell America that we need a vaccine. And all these people that are standing ready uh, and willing to push it for the money. Welcome to the Kate Daly Show. So glad you're here. I know I got to start out with that, but you know, (laughs) it's like political vomit. But here we are. And uh, you could go to katedalyradio.com for podcasts of the show. Um, And by the way, we hit over a million, a million, 10,000. And I'm so happy about that. Thank you for listening and sharing. Really appreciate that. A million listens while we're still live on the air because we're not a podcast show is amazing because there are recorded versions of the show that you can listen to again and share. So thank you for sharing those. Um, Also on Facebook, it's the Kate Daly Show, and uh, you can go there. I post a lot. I post a lot of articles we talk about on the show and things that we're discussing. I also have Melissa on with me because it's Wednesday, and she joins me every Wednesday for this hour, and we always talk about something kind of different. I love it. Uh, and so, Melissa, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Kate. You bet. So excited to be here. Absolutely. Glad to have you. Now, a couple of things before we get rolling. Number one, California decided to you know extend their lockdown three months. Um, they are even talking about rioting happening. And it's kind of amazing that Newsom, the little Hitler-esque, uh, can actually do that, can actually say to businesses, I am going to fire you um, or I'm going to, I'm sorry, I'm going to make it so that you cannot, I will sue you um, if you open. And so Californians, my heart goes out to you. Um, You guys got this guy in office, but uh, three months, three more months. Can you even imagine? Because I know right now I'm so tired of it that we need to just go back to normal. This is getting out of hand and ridiculous. And I know you guys are feeling the same way. So can you even imagine being in a state for three more months of this kind of nonsense um, and, and ludicrous type of response and action, especially with 40 million people and not having anything, an an enormous crisis. They don't even have a crisis. So there's that. Meat's going up. Um, Also on the show, um, I have guests uh, guests coming, uh, Dr. Judy Mikovits on Tuesday. She'll be here on Tuesday, followed up uh, by Greg uh, Manorino, the Robin Hood of Wall Street. Judy Mikovits wrote a book, uh, Plague of Corruption, about working for Fauci. And so that's why I started off the, the, the show this way today. I just wanted to mention Judy will be coming on because she is a whistleblower and she's an amazing hero. I mean, you want to talk about a real hero? This is somebody that's risked her entire career and life to bring you the truth about what about Fauci and his team and about what they're really up to. So she's going to be on the show on Tuesday, and I'm excited for that. Melissa, I want to I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about. You know, there's a couple of things. I want to talk about civilization. I also want to talk about being civil as well, because there's there's just a lot of territory to cover within this within this word, because so much is going on right now that I think I think we have some I have some good observations, maybe some good material for people to digest and think about. But let's start. Let's go way back. Let's start with let's start with Lord of the Flies. I want to hear this. You were talking about this there. Okay, so. 
Yeah, I find this to be a really fascinating Mm -hmm. way to enter this conversation. All of us probably back in high school read Lord of the Flies. It's one of those books that's still in the high school curriculum, which Mm -hmm. is kind of amazing that it survived. But maybe it survived because it is such a grim prophecy of what humanity is okay right if you remember the plot it's there's a group of english schoolboys they're on an airplane that crashes on a deserted island okay and although they try to maintain some kind of civilized behavior it very quickly corrodes mm-hmm. and before you know it they're hunting each other and they're they're just cruel and wicked it's a very dark and very bleak book about what happens when there's no rules being enforced on on Mm -hmm. them right there there's no adults to guide them into what it is to be civilized and what we find out or at least what william golding the author is trying to say is civilization is only skin deep right and and disappears very quickly. Hmm. So that was that was one narrative. I read the book in high school, and it wasn't until I was much older that I I kind of revisited thinking about the book and thought, yeah, I, I kind of get that. Mm-hmm. You see how people treat each other, and you think, oh yeah, I understand. This is this is a Lord of the Flies moment where people are cruel. What you know, we're going to narc mm-hmm. our neighbors out for not social distancing appropriately. Right, it is a Lord of the Flies moment. But there, I I came across this really interesting parallel story. Mm-hmm. So someone else out there was very interested in. You know, Lord of the Flies is a work of fiction. Mm-hmm. So has it ever actually happened? Has there ever yeah. been a situation that in reality that paralleled? Mm-hmm. And sure enough, there is. Okay. Um, back in 1966, there were a group, there was a group of six uh, young men who were attending a Catholic high school in Tonga. Mm-hmm. And um, they were young. The youngest was 13. The oldest was 16. And they decided they'd kind of had enough of school for a while. So they decided they were going to take themselves on a little vacation. And they, here's the air quotes, they borrowed Mm -hmm. a boat Mm -hmm. and got into the boat, took off, um, did not have the foresight to take a map or a compass, um, and ended up in a storm at sea with a broken sail and a broken rudder. Okay. And they were able through just kind of sheer grit and will, after several days without much food or water on the open ocean, they made their, they finally saw on the horizon a little island. They made their way to this little island. And on that island, they spent the next 18 months, just the six of them. Hmm. So it's it's a very parallel yeah, story what happened? <laughs> to Lord of the Flies, mm, right? Wow. Is it so just human what nature? What happened to Go them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it human nature just to devolve into you know, that quickly? To become, mm-hmm. Yeah. Did, did they become cannibals? Did they start to persecute each other? And I, I think this is really telling here. Uh, they were rescued after about 18 months. Uh, an Australian um, fishing boat captain saw this little island and saw the smoke coming up from the island and mm-hmm. thought that it was curious. He came in closer for a closer look. And when he got close enough to the island, this boy pops up in the ocean and says, like, hello, my name is Peter. We've been shipwrecked and we're so glad to see you kind of thing. Uh-huh. He was astonished. Well, what they found out was that in the 18 months that these boys were on the island, wow, that's a long time. they had set up a they had set up a food garden. Mm-hmm. They had hollowed out tree trunks to store rainwater. Wow! They built themselves a gymnasium with weights so that they could keep in physical condition. They had a badminton court. They had <laughs> oh my made, gosh! They that's had awesome. made chicken pens. Uh huh. And had and they had kept their fire burning continuously for the almost the duration of that time wow my hats off to them (laughs) they were not uncivilized in fact they were very civilized Hmm. and 
one of the things that I think is very interesting about these boys, um, remember I told you they were attending a Catholic school. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that they did was they set up, well, for one, they made a pact with each other Mm -hmm. that they would never fight or quarrel. And they put right in, they put in place from the very beginning, if we, if, if someone is quarreling with someone else, here's what we're going to do. Okay. And then they, they stuck with that. Hmm. They they divided up into pairs of teams of two people, mm-hmm. and everybody had a had a job rotation that like today is our day to tend the fire, and tomorrow. That by the way, this the island that they ended up on had at one time been occupied, and the people when the people left the island. There was a there were some chickens that were left behind and the chickens had gone wild. So they were these boys rounded up chickens and were eating chickens and had eggs and mm-hmm. they had a regular thing going. Interesting. Wow. And so young, I can't believe they figured all of that out and they were able to do it. What was the difference, do you think? I think the difference, one of the things that they were also doing mm-hmm. was they were having their own religious services. These were religious boys. Mm -hmm. They believed in something bigger than themselves was at work. They were not worshiping themselves Mm -hmm. or their own abilities. Um, And they were, uh, I think they were kind of humble about the situation that they were in. And they thought, you know, it's up to us to maintain order here. That's interesting because it's, it's like it's, it's like very, being um, like being accountable to, um, you know, accountable to God kind of made them a little bit more cognizant of making sure they could work out what they needed to work out, too. Because if you take that away, I mean, I guess you could resort to stuff pretty quickly that, you know, because you just think, well, it's either life or death and that's it. And survival of the fittest Darwin. Well, they. They didn't believe it was all about me, me, me all the yeah, time. Yeah. They believed it's all about us. Right. And it's who you, you know, are as a person. That's, that's mm. a big, big difference. Um, one of the boys, even at one point on the island, he slipped and fell and broke his leg. Mm-hmm. And they set his leg mm-hmm. and they bound it up with leaves and sticks and stuff. And when they were rescued and they actually got back to civilization, they got back to Tonga mm-hmm. and the doctor examined him and his leg was even properly set. Jeez. They were they were shocked and amazed at how well these kids had done. It's wow. not exactly Lord of the Flies. Yeah. Okay, I like I like that. I like the way that it turned out. I was getting a little worried there for yeah, a moment. Uh be right back on the Kate Daly show more with Melissa. We're gonna talk about uh, civility, all kinds of things today. Be right back. Balance of nature, changing the world one life at a time. You know, when I first got it, I got it for me. I never really had health problems. I just got it to improve my life. I've seen energy, definitely energy, but I didn't have any issues. Then my, I started giving it to my kids, and uh, my kids have really seen the more benefit out of it. You know, they haven't been sick this whole year. They've been on it for like six, seven months, and they have been uh, flu and cold-free, which is amazing. But I'm assuming that, the, you know, the extra vi- vitamins and the vegetables and the fruit is helping them. So that's another thing that I've seen. Don't wait to see what getting over 10 servings of whole fruits and vegetables every day can do for you. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Start your journey to better health today by calling 1-800-2468-751 or by going to balanceofnature.com and make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code CANYON. I'm Greg Hughes, Utah's battle-tested conservative for governor. In 2016, I supported Donald Trump for president early. Now that upset a lot of the wine and cheese elitist types who thought that the whole Trump thing was a fad. An original supporter of mine. You know, you always remember those original supporters. Greg Hughes. Greg, thank you. Now the elitists in the media, they ignored the voice of the average everyday American. But I heard it because that's me. And I'll hear your voice as governor. Paid for by Hughes for governor. Hi, this is Shanna from Cox Trucking. At Cox Trucking, we want to salute not only our brave drivers, but all the professional drivers out on the road right now. While most people are being asked to stay at home, truck drivers are leaving their families and heading out across America, making sure essential supplies are delivered and stores get restocked. 
In our area and most others, anything that is on your store shelf is delivered by a truck. These unsung heroes are risking their lives and health traveling across the country, doing their job every day to make sure you have what you need, not just during this crisis, but always. So if you see a truck driver, wave and thank them for their service. At Cox Trucking, we are proud to be part of the 2 million trucks on the road today. We are part of the essential workforce and have been facing the nation's challenges for 75 years. Our trucks and drivers are on the road every day, and we continue to be in this for the long haul. Cox Trucking wishes you all health and safety as we make it through this difficult time together. Hi, this is Kate Daly, and I love my sponsors. No matter your situation, Bank of Utah Home Loans can help with the right home loan for you. Call Brian and the Bank of Utah Home Loans team today, 435-986-7221. Bank of Utah Home Loans, helping you grow no matter what stage of life you're in. Copiers for Sale offers Southern Utah the best quality and pricing on printers, copiers, and plotters. They sell, lease, and service any equipment your business or home office needs. CopiersForSale.com, a local company and division of Steamroller Copies, is always asking, what do you want to print today? Hi, it's Dr. Plum. Plum Dental is open, and now is a great time to improve your family's dental health with our team at Plum Dental. As always, our office is clean and safe. We continue to adhere to the highest standards of infection control, and we are also following all the current recommendations for social distancing. Fortunately, I've been blessed with really long arms. We will continue to provide you with the service that has helped us be voted the best of Southern Utah. Schedule your appointment now at PlumDental.com. Hi, I'm Dave Mizrahi, owner of Best Mattress. All our stores are now open. And at the Best Mattress Memorial Day sales event, save up to $1,500 on the brands you know and trust. Serta, Beautyrest, Tempur-Pedic, Sealy, and Stearns & Foster. And to make things easier on you, we're offering 72 months no interest financing and free safety first home or curbside delivery. Plus, get a free adjustable base with your mattress purchase. Shop with confidence with the Best Mattress 120-day satisfaction guarantee. Sleep easy and safe, friends. See store for details. Hi guys, it's Andrew with Wasatch Medical Clinic. Erectile dysfunction is a serious subject that plagues a lot of men. The good news is that we can fix the problem without any medication, injections, or surgery. Wasatch Medical is open, and we're here for you. We're following all CDC guidelines. We're even taking your temperature at the door to make sure all of our patients are safe and healthy. Our technology is clinically proven to eliminate ED affordably and quickly with zero side effects. If you're struggling with ED and want a long-lasting fix, Call us right now. We're running an unprecedented special, never before offered. We'll give you the initial medical exam, assessment, and blood flow ultrasound totally free. That's a $300 value. Additionally, if you call us now and come in and take our treatments, we'll give you a special gift that produces instant results in the bedroom. The number is 801-901-8000. That's 801-901-8000. Call Wasatch Medical Clinic right now to claim that offer. 801-901-8000. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Everybody was kung fu fighting. Those kids were fast as lightning. In fact, it was a little bit frightening. Hi, welcome back. Kate Daly Show. You can go to katedalyradio.com for podcasts of the show and share them. Uh, that's the recorded version of the show you're listening to right now. We're talking about civilization and civility, and um, there's a couple, there's just so many observations and points to make in this hour, and I always like that. I always like a good uh, dialogue about these things because there's so much we can learn that helps us to sort of formulate and live in this world and know what's what how to navigate this kind of water because we haven't been here as a society where the lines are so weird and they keep talking about are we a civil, you know, are we civil and so forth. But I'm going to turn this over to Melissa in just a second um, to continue on because we were just talking about that example of what happened when these these kids were sort of living Lord of the Flies. And uh, they were uh, on an island and there was no other, there was no way out. And so they had to learn to live with each other and to also create sort of these, uh, live within the morality and uh, the value system.
system that all of them had known. And how do you do that when you're hungry and starving and, and probably not in a good mood? We'll put it that way. Um, make sure you go to Balance of Nature. Balance of Nature is an amazing supplement. I take it. My husband takes it. We love it. And I'm telling you, three caplets of veggies, three caplets of fruits covers 31 fruits and vegetables. They even give you a free health coach. Um, somebody you can talk to about your health. It is really that good. You're going to help your immune system and you're going to give your body nutrients it's not getting right now. And when I said meat was going up, um, meat is going up. And yes, 80% of your diet should be plants, uh, vegetables and, and fruits anyway, because the nutrients that are packed into those. But right now our food supply has a problem even producing a, a good sort of those because of all the pesticides and all, all the stuff that they're spraying on them. These vegetables don't have that. And so you're getting pure vegetables. You're getting the nutrition from these wonderful vegetables and fruits, uh, these organic fruits and vegetables. I don't know of a better product than Balance of Nature. Go to balanceofnature.com and make sure that you're putting in the code Kate, K-A-T-E, my first name, Kate, and you can get 35% off. That's a third off, you guys, and uh, more than a third off, and free shipping, and try it out for yourself, and then let me know, because uh, I know you're going to love it, as I get messages from people, and they're like, I love this product, so make sure that you take this, and you'll start to feel so much better and in better health. Melissa, let's take off from where we were just talking about on, on Lord of the Flies and how these boys, you know, these boys really develop something, maybe because of their religious background, they were able to say, you know, we, it matters who we are in this moment. It ma- our character matters. Uh, we believe in God Our you know, who we are matters. And maybe that was one of the catalysts that kept them from becoming Lord of the Flies, that, that situation in that book. Well, I, I think one of the things that's really important about mm-hmm. all of that is that civilization and being civil to one another is not something that comes from outside of us. It is what we are on the inside that manifests itself in our outer yeah, behavior. for sure. Mm-hmm. So when I'm, when I'm reading some of the comments mm-hmm. that people have directed each other, do we wear a mask? Do we not wear a mask? Um, it has not been either civil or civilized. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, it's evil looks and it, and hatred for a person not wearing it because you're so in fear, you know, of this of this killer bug that's going to jump six feet and get you. So there's there's a, well, a, just, a huge amount of fear mongering behind. I that. was at the grocery store just yesterday, mm-hmm. and a woman blocked an aisle with a cart because I didn't have a mask on. Wow. That's, and I, I just, I just kind of rolled my eyes and turned around and went a different way. No big deal. Mm-hmm. But I think we're, and I think that's one of the things that has been the most surprising mm. to me is mm-hmm. that many of us are not as civilized as we think we are. Yeah, it's hard. It's, not. it's hard to watch these people not allow other people to make up their to make their choice. And here they have a mask on, so they've protected themselves if they really are in that much fear. But the logical thinking side of it, because of being in fear, can make them hate somebody they don't even know for for a reason they're not even quite sure of. That's what's that's hard to have to deal with and realize in our nation right now. You've got people that don't have a, even a clear understanding of why they're even wearing the mask. And the, the fact that the mask doesn't even do anything for them, but a feeling of safety. And so do you do you do it because you're trying to you're 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 helping people live in their delusion? I mean, it's the strangest it's the strangest thing on how people act, even though they're not quite sure of why they're doing it. That's that's all part of this whole weird time that we find ourselves in, mm-hmm. and I I, I I just don't quite know what to think about it because so many people that I know that have been under under ordinary less mm-hmm. I guess civilization really shows itself when we're under stress. Yes, and that's yes. the difference between and, the Lord of the the, the, <laughs> the actual Lord of the Flies mm-hmm. book and then these boys from Tonga. Now, one of them is a fictional account, mm-hmm. and and but the stress was the same, and there's there's very different pathways we can take. So now is the time for us to look inside of our own hearts and say, who am I going to be in this stressful time? No, it's true, and and you know, looking at the situation too. I mean, I have to be honest. When I'm walking around the store, I'm thinking, you dumb sheeple. <laughs> I really am. I mean, I'm not thinking nice thoughts either because I'm thinking, wake up. Are you just this? Are you just this in love with your government? You can't even do any homework. This is what I'm 
thinking in my mind. So I, I'm guilty of the same thing I'm talking about. So I have to out myself because I am guilty of the, the, the same. And what gets me into that kind of behavior? You know, we I was thinking about this because I, I, I was listening to the song Sweet Home Alabama and I was remembering, you know, I, you know, in concerts and stuff, you have everybody that's in the audience and they can all get along because they're listening to the same song and they love the same song. OK, so you have a slew of audience members and Sweet Home Alabama is a perfect example because it's such a great song. Everybody loves it. Right. So everybody would get up and, and you would see this this total com- com- uh, camaraderie around people listening to a song. But when it comes to politics or our freedom or liberty um, and how that is how that is done by some of these tyrants and, and what we're looking at in our situation, it's a totally different situation to me. So the civility I would feel at a concert listening to music and the civility I feel when somebody's trying to take liberty from somebody Two totally different circumstances, and I'm not quite sure that we have to be as as civil as we are at a concert with the kumbaya moment as we do with politics, because we should we always have, have said this on the show. But the founders, they wanted debate. They wanted the fierce discussion. Once everybody got along, you knew nobody was fighting for you. So maybe there's several different kinds of civility in play when we're talking about different issues, too. What do you think? Well, I I think maybe we should kind of go back and take a look at what civil behavior looks like, Mm -hmm. civilized behavior. And I found a really interesting list of some some words that are almost non-existent anymore in our vocabulary. Okay. And so things like what you're talking about is a sense of courtesy. Mm. Can we be courteous? Right. And does courtesy in the debate, like I don't think the the founding fathers were like, Oh, they might have been raised, they might have debated with raised voices, but they were not hurling personal insults at one another, I hope. Right. Um, they weren't, they weren't, you know, Thomas Jefferson wasn't running across the room and yanking t- John Adams' wig off and throwing it on the floor <laughs> and stomping on it. They wanted to, but they didn't do it. <laughs> right. Right. I get because it. Because yeah. they... Well, courtesy is not a limit on free speech. Right. If you are courteous to someone else, you don't attempt to limit their speech. You recognize that they have a right to their speech. And that you take turns speaking. That's the courtesy part, right? Yeah. Courtesy is the thing that makes social relationships happen. Okay. You know, two of us, you and I, Kate, we may have a big disagreement over what will happen, Mm -hmm. but... We have to maintain that, that like, I, I need to learn to understand what, what you are trying to say. And mm-hmm. you need to be learning, trying to understand what I am trying to say right. so that we come to a better place in the end. Right. And maybe we don't ever agree. Yeah. But we, we don't have to be discourteous to one another. Right. And I think I think right now people are in this kind of weird mode that they want everybody to agree. You know, everybody always talks about the 9-11 moment, the 9-11 moment. We hear this all the time. And COVID was a 9-11 moment. You know, we don't all have to agree. We all can see things so differently. Um, and so we long for these moments where we are all on the same page. But but truly, I don't know that we ever will be on the same stage or on the same page. And so can you just be courteous to each other? And even, yeah. yeah, even bigger than that, I don't know that we ever have been all on the same page. Yeah. Somebody just recently said that to me, that right now, this is the most divided the country has ever been. And I said, oh, yeah. How about Fort Sumter? Mm. You know, sure. Were we were we all you not unified as to what we should do then? Right. I don't think so. We had half the states of the union secede. That's pretty <laughs> That's divided. Yes, yes. And you know, uh, once people started realizing about 9-11, the, the conversations got much different. And so even though everybody, we didn't know what was going on, we might have, people might have mistaken that for, see, we all got along. No, we all just, we all just, we believed the same narrative at the time. And then people started doing more homework and kind of started realizing, eh, something's wrong with the story. But I mean, as far as 9-11, goes those moments and we long for them it's just that 
It's just that I don't think that that has to happen. It's kind of like Congress. We've reached across the aisle and we agree. Well, if they're agreeing, there's a problem because then no one's standing up for you and I. Because their agreements are usually so compromised that our liberty is the thing compromised. So... To me, that's not okay. (laughs) You know, they can be courteous, but holy cow. You realize that having, if we all are after that totally unified moment, Mm -hmm. that is the greatest case for um, propaganda ever. Yes. We we can all be unified together if we are only ever offered one narrative to believe. Yes. So we could all be unified in our in our care for each other, but to be unified in the same beliefs and ideas and the same the same narrative, I hope not. I hope we never are. Because that to me, like you said, that is when you know that you're sunk with propaganda. Like that's it. We don't we don't we I don't know that we would survive that if that was the case. Well, if you know what, the people of North Korea are t- tremendously unified because <laughs> yeah. they're not allowed to speak yeah, against of their else. will. Is that what we're after? <laughs> against their I don't will. Know. Yeah. And so now we have this whole thing about uh, fake news. And we have this whole idea about about limiting free speech so that we're unified so people can feel happy, you know, like happy pills, you know, for America. That's not happy. Forcing people um, and taking away their right to speak is not happy. That it creates a false illusion of you of being unified. That is not that that is not the, the and it's also not the thing we're supposed to be unified in. So, unified in our care for one another as citizenry, great. Have at it. You know, be, care about your fellow man. But when it comes to everything else, religion and politics and everything else, being unified is not my goal because that's really what they want. The New World Order is all about unifying the world, unifying the world under one think process, one voice. That is not what we want. And that's that's so different from what the kind of unity that our Constitution envisioned. Yes. The Constitution envisioned unity around principles. We would we would all be unified in protecting free speech. We would all be yes. unified in protecting fantastic our, point. our civil rights. Yes, fantastic point. We're going to come right back with Melissa, but that is that's the exact point. The takeaway is that to be unified in the protection of free speech, but not in somebody's individual free speech, because that I mean to be in protection of that, but you don't have to be unified in it. Be right back. The Zion Eye Institute is open, and 2020 is the year of vision at Southern Utah's premier eye care center. Their highly trained team of doctors and staff are excited to help you see the world in all its splendor in 2020. Zion Eye Institute has specialists to cover every area of eye care and eye surgery. They can provide you with all forms of vision correction surgery from multiple highly skilled and experienced fellowship trained surgeons. Using advanced techniques individually or in combination with each other, Zion Eye Institute Institute's expert surgeons will customize your treatment and provide the safest and best results for your vision correction. So if you're tired of the glasses and contacts, remember 2020 is the year of vision at the Zion Eye Institute, which means it's the best time for you to get your free consultation and see how the Zion Eye Institute can help. They are open. So schedule your appointment now at zioneye.com. That's zioneye.com. The Zion Eye Institute, the largest and most comprehensive eye care center in Southern Utah. Despite the swings on Wall Street, you need to make your money last in retirement. Abe Ashton breaks down how to do it Tuesday afternoons at 5 on St. George News Radio 93.1 FM and 1450 KZNU. Or connect at ashtonwealth.com. You've probably spent as much time in your house in the last few months as you did in the last year. And you've probably noticed that mattress isn't quite as comfortable as you'd hoped. That couch desperately needs an upgrade. And that dining set is being used more than ever. If you're ready for something more comfortable, a better fit, or a fresher look, Ashley Home Store can help. You can count on a clean, safe, and friendly shopping experience. And if you're not quite ready to come in person... 
Give us a call or shop Ashley online and we'll safely bring it to you. This is a great month to take advantage of our extra inventory and special financing. Southern Utah has certainly seen its ups, downs, booms, and busts. But one thing has remained, the strength of our community. And right now, you can count on your locally owned, family-run Ashley Home Store to provide quality furniture at great prices with unmatched customer service. If you need new furniture for any room of your home, shop local at Ashley Home Store, East Red Cliffs Drive, in between the DI and Pineview Stadium 10. Integrated Medical Services is the office of Dr. Danny Warwood and Deborah Valentine. Integrated Medical Services has telemed. They're open for face-to-face visits and accepting new patients. Call 435-673-9653 or go to integratedmedicalservices.org. Hi, this is Shanna from Cox Trucking. There are a lot of heroes in our midst right now, risking their lives and their health to help us all, including first responders, healthcare workers, grocery workers, and so many others. At Cox Trucking, we also want to remind you of the unsung heroes who are making sure medical supplies are being delivered and that your store shelves stay stocked. Those heroes are America's professional truck drivers. They are considered part of the essential job workforce and play an integral part in keeping this country running right now. Truck driving is not an easy job to start with, but these brave men and women are risking their health and their lives because they know they have a job to do, and they continue to do it every day. So when you see one of these drivers, give them a virtual high five and thank them for their service. Cox Trucking wants to thank our drivers and all the drivers on the road today. We are in this together and wish everyone health and safety during this difficult time. Hi guys, it's Andrew with Wasatch Medical Clinic. Erectile dysfunction is a serious subject that plagues a lot of men. The good news is that we can fix the problem without any medication, injections, or surgery. Wasatch Medical is open, and we're here for you. We're following all CDC guidelines. We're even taking your temperature at the door to make sure all of our patients are safe and healthy. Our technology is clinically proven to eliminate ED affordably and quickly with zero side effects. If you're struggling with ED and want a long-lasting fix, call us right now. We're running an unprecedented special, never before offered. We'll give you the initial medical exam, assessment, and blood flow ultrasound totally free. That's a $300 value. Additionally, if you call us now and come in and take our treatments, we'll give you a special gift that produces instant results in the bedroom. The number is 801-901-8000. That's 801-901-8000. Call Wasatch Medical Clinic right now to claim that offer. 801-901-8000. Hi, this is Dave from Morgan Pest Control. I'd like to take this opportunity to voice our appreciation to all the healthcare workers on the front line. Your tireless effort and commitment to fighting the COVID-19 virus is inspiring and highly valued. And for that, we thank you. Right now at Morgan Pest Control, we are offering $60 for your first four months, which equals $15 a month. We are locally owned and operated and doing our part to support local businesses. Call 435-673-9172 to schedule your appointment today. And thanks again for Morgan Pest Control. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Hi there. Welcome back. Kate Daly Show. I know that's one of Michael Jackson's, I think, least listened to songs of his entire career. Uh, privacy. Um, yeah, you don't remember it because nobody does. Uh, you're in the right crowd. <laughs> anyway, Michael Jackson's song. Um, so I welcome you to the conversation. Of course, uh, you're welcome to uh, chime in as well. We'll take your calls, Melissa and I. And uh, and I also um, just wanted to welcome you back. KateDalyRadio.com. We did hit over a million podcast listens. Thank you for sharing those. And a million. Can you believe it? And so make sure you go to katedallyradio.com, go all the way down to the bottom of the homepage and uh, share and listen to those podcast segments from the show. That'd be great. Thank you. And of course, uh, we were, you were talking about some words, Melissa, some words that, um, that we don't really think about as far as definition goes. Well, I kind of, I kind of want to start with what is a barbarian? Okay. Because in order to know if you're civilized, we have to know what. Yeah. Are you you're the other being. extreme? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. So is... a barbarian uh-huh. is a, a is usually this is kind of a, a broad-reaching definition. Someone who's brutal, cruel, warlike, and insensitive. Mm-hmm. Is that is that the definition of like some state governors right now? Oh yeah. I don't know. Yeah. 
Are they insensitive and cruel? Are the people who are claiming that if you want to go back to work, mm-hmm. you are just selfish? Right. Right. Is, is that is that a barbarian? Or is that someone who is civilized? That's it, that's kind of interesting. Um, we have a caller, so I'll take the caller. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. You're on with Melissa and I. Go right ahead, caller. Can I can. I can Sorry hear about, you. You're live. Sorry Go. about that. <laughs> I'm Go right driving. Ahead. So my name is Travis. I've okay. been working in uh, healthcare, public health for 25 years. Mm-hmm. I heard you mention earlier about incumbents and uh, yeah. voting, and really, we've seen enough information, enough data. Uh, so far, the only thing that we can really do mm-hmm. to send a message is that we vote out of office every governor, except for a few, mm-hmm. and and just a wholesale cast them out. Um, and then the second thing we need to do is uh, start a class action lawsuit against many of our public health institutions. Yes. Uh, the, the egregious manipulation of data, Yes. the uh, overreach of... Uh, of basically powers Mm -hmm. and information. It's just unbelievable to me. I've never seen anything like this. I haven't either. And every day I watch and shake my head, and it's just astonishing that we have ignored 100 years of public health practice (laughs) and uh, And and decided that the only thing we can do with a virus that's been around since humankind Mm -hmm. uh, is shut everything down and destroy lives. And liberty. Uh, It's just amazing. Thank you. Really appreciate the call. And yes, Melissa was just talking about you know, what is that? What does the behavior remind you of? And a lot of the governors and a lot of the people are drunk on power. And so that's very true. Uh, class action lawsuit. Yes. Get them out of office. Yes. Uh, the, we've seen firsthand how they will act. And it's not exactly civilized. Not in this society. Well, I I have to share with you that my dad, when I was just getting a voting age, mm-hmm. my dad told me that his his advice to me to be a voter, mm-hmm. to be an effective voter. Anybody who's in office, vote them out. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so that was, his, that was because all of they his don't advice. need to stay. They don't need to stay, and and so the the only job of government is to take liberty. That it's the only way they can go. It's the only thing they're trained in. So of course that's what they're going to do. They're going to assume more power because that's the job. So so I think the the founders were very wise. You know, the founders they they knew that people could solve problems civilly, even if we wanted to go there. They knew we could do it better than they could do it under the tyrant dictator. Uh, you know the the dictator stance and so that's why we live in america we have something very special to preserve here we've we've been a very very civil society have we not melissa i mean we've actually with all of our religions and all of our colors and all of our everything we have gotten along pretty darn well even with all the differences in politics um but the but creating this this tyrant state and taking of liberty i would hope that that would make people outraged but here we have hate speech laws so people can't even feel hate anymore. They're not even allowed to, which is kind of funny right on the heels of, or ironic, right on the heels of taking liberty, because this is the one thing people should be outraged over. It's amazing. Well, I think it's interesting that our founders, Mm -hmm. they had lived under tyranny. They had lived with a king. They knew what it was, and they knew why they didn't want it. So... We who have not lived with those kinds of systems mm-hmm. are at a big disadvantage. Yeah. Because it looks like it would be okay. Right. And right. it's really not. And the other thing is I think I think this the civilization that our founders lived in was much more oriented towards principles like reverence mm-hmm. and decency and courtesy and humility and George Washington his like Larry Reed said his finest hour was not on the battlefield of the Revolutionary War he lost more battles than he ever won his presidency was average capability right he wasn't really noted for a lot of accomplishments in the way that we look at accomplishments he was humble and he chose not to be a king and that made him our very best president <laughs> and so it was in his it was in his humility that that actually worked for us because of the principles uh, that he followed and he and he did it with so much humility 
And it seems like every president since then has been trying to recapture the opportunity to be the king. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. And go the other way with it, which has been kind of amazing to watch, because why do we all look at George Washington as the best? Because he was humble enough not to assume the power. I mean, it's insane that we go the other way. But he knew that's how government was going to go. So, well, uh, to to kind of pivot a little bit, Mm -hmm. there's another component of civilization that's I think is really to be civilized, to be civil to one another is a recognition of privacy. That's so true. And I can't I can't stress that enough. We are living in a day and age where our government is telling us every single day we have less and less and less right to privacy. Mm hmm. Barbarians demanded that everyone comply. Um, When when the barbarians were at the gates of Rome, they wanted the Romans to live according to their rules. Mm -hmm. Um, And and privacy is one of those rare and precious things that belong to someone who is truly civil. And I'm very afraid about our privacy right now. I know you are, too. No, it's very, very true. And and as we're being watched and everything else, you know, in California, they're doing this three-month extension of their lockdown. And why? Because they've been tracing people's phones. And they are going, oh, see, they're not keeping all of our rules. That's how tyrannical they're getting and based on a premise of total violation of privacy. And so we've been allowing this by allowing the same hooligans in office to trade away our, our privacy. And our and our freedom and liberty to act how we want to act inside the the confines of our of our home or out in public. This is a, it's been amazing to watch what's been taken from us um, and the amount of surveillance that we're under. And I hope we're realizing that that's why they're doing the things they're doing is because of the tracing and the that they're already tracing us. They're already got us under surveillance. I I find it to be very frightful. That at the same time, America mm-hmm. looks at China and says they are so mm-hmm. they are so oppressed and it's so it's so woefully and woefully tragic. Right. And yet we are rushing there as fast as, as, as we, we can, can get there. Yeah, you're right. Somebody uh, somebody has called it the Chinese surveillance model of government. Mm-hmm. And seriously, how yep. far really are we from that? We're almost there in the workplace. What they want to do is they want to give uh, on your phone a little score every day. Did you observe social distancing? Um, you know, all these things because your phone can it can be tracked on on how, close proximity of others. And so you'll get this little score. And this is kind of the direction that's from Forbes magazine. This is the, the direction they'd like to see us go. And that is very Chinese. It's very social uh, system scoring you know, good government person, pat on the head uh, kind of situation. And so people are going to disguise that and they're going to say, this is civility. See, we all live in a world where we're really good citizens. Well, you know what? You are supposed to distrust your government. The founders even said so. You're supposed to distrust them because you know which way they operate. You are supposed to be suspicious of what they're doing. You're supposed to have uh, discussion, debate and discord. We're supposed to. That's what makes us Americans. That's why we're not the Chinese. Well, I can't imagine that there's anyone who believes that the government will stop with just giving you a score. Yeah. In China, they don't stop there. Nope. It's not a feedback mechanism. There are things attached to that. Yeah. Meaning Lying, you're living. not you're not doing you're not mm-hmm. doing what we want and mm-hmm. your your social score is not high enough. You don't get to take a train or a plane. You don't get the job yeah. that you want. Your children don't get a university education. Yes. Yes. Who and said who why are Americans so gullible that we believe mm-hmm. that what starts as a we're just going to inform you of your social distance <laughs> is going to end there. Yeah, it's never going to end there. And here's our kids. Our kids are taught that civility also means that you just agree with the leftist progressive movement. That that in itself of be kind, you know all the t-shirts that say be kind. It's all about kindness. Don't say what you're really feeling. Don't say, don't speak up. Don't 
don't speak up for morals and values. Go along, go along because it makes you kind. There's a there's there's this this really insane, insidious way of getting people to go along so that you're not the odd man out. Right now, people that even say anything, what are we considered? Mean. We we want to kill people because we don't want to wear a mask. When we're all saying why are you wearing a mask? So two totally different <laughs> ways of and, thinking. And I, have, I have to ask, Kate, uh-huh. in, in, in the, among the people who are saying we all have to be kind, uh-huh. is it kind to say to someone who is not wearing a mask, you don't know them. Right. You don't know why they're not wearing a mask. Right. That you're trying to kill people. Is that kindness? <laughs> nope. But they sure think of it as uh, this this new mantra of going along and never ever looking like you disagree with with what they want you to think. So if you're the disagreeing one, if you're the one kid that stands up in class and says, "Wait a minute," and you challenge an idea, you're a dissenter. You're a bad person now. And the good people are considered the good citizen. Remember when I said early on in March, I said, we need good citizen, bad citizen t-shirt. We need a bad citizen. I, you know, I listen to the Kate Daly show. I'm a bad citizen because bad citizen is now the connotation that we're under for resisting at all what's happening to our liberty. That's a sad state of, of where we're at right now. We better start teaching our kids that the right thing to do is to dissent. The right thing to do is to speak up. Since when has dissent been vilified since the Soviet Union fell? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, Seriously. And really all through that, history. That's a, that's a Solzhenitsyn crime, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You go to the gulag because you dissent. Yeah, yeah. And, and they'd be more than happy to do it. That is not in any way, shape, or form American. <laughs> yes. That is not who we are. We have always believed here that dissent is is our proudest, finest moment, that we allow people to dissent. Yep. Yep. Just like I have to put up with pornography, even though I hate it, in order to have free speech. I've got to put up with stuff I don't like, and I've got to deal with that. And somebody else's right to want to look at, at that kind of crapola and still have the right to do what I do. I want to go to my church. Somebody out there wants to go to their church. This is what America was founded on. The minute we all agree, we're a totally different country. The minute we're forced into agreement where nobody can dissent or you're taken out, you're taken away or taken out, we have a problem. You know, my I, I was I was talking with a relative of mine and and listening to a, a tape from Judy Mikovits who tried to oust Fauci, and and here it was. It was like, oh my gosh. Well, I'm glad she's. I'm glad they haven't Clinton Clintoned her. I'm glad that she's still alive. And then we sat there and thought about it. it. Was like, oh my gosh, we're at a state in our society where if you speak up and you try to expose. You could be dead, and we're we all know it. We all know it. It's like it's like a given fact. Oh my gosh, that's where we're at. That's that's sad. That is a sad state of well, affairs. I, I love. The, here's a here's a little tidbit to think about. Uh-huh. Um, there, to have one's privacy violated or to violate another's is tantamount to physical assault. Yeah. To for for the government to yep. intrude into my phone and my conversations and my personal distance mm-hmm. and my vaccine, yep. my you know, into my medical records is right. the same as if they were actually assaulting me. Yeah. Yeah. And that's we, not and that's ever... not in a me too kind of way. That's in an actual they really are. They're taking something from you, your freedom, your liberty, your privacy. That's your that your freedom so, is in that privacy. And I have been on this kick forever. To be truly civil is to learn how to mind your own business. Amen. Whether sister. you're pushing whether you're pushing the the shopping cart uh-huh. down the grocery store aisle, right. or whether you're the governor of a state, yeah. mind your own business. There you go. Mind your own business. You want to wear a mask? Wear one. You can look like a loon. I'm not going to. I'm talking about healthy people, not sick. But I'm not. I choose not to. Um, thank you so much, Melissa. Great conversation. A lot of fun. Thank you. Uh, thanks for that. I'll be right back. Uh, yeah, my wheels are still turning. I'll be right back with Susan. Don't go anywhere. We're going to go down the rabbit hole. It's going to be fun. Be right back.